This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support for Do Not Scratch Your Eyes is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Get 20% off plus free delivery with the code YOUREYES20 at manscaped.com. So I, did, I didn't do bad anyway for a guy that smoked 40 fags a day when Good he was God. football. I wouldn't recommend that. Penalty! That is a massive decision! I'm with Gianfranco Zola. I feel that Knockhart is looking for this penalty. Penalty, 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 penalty. Knockhart takes, Almunia saves, Knockhart follows in, Almunia saves again! Welcome to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Joining us this evening, Ian Bolton. Good evening, Ian. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Welcome to everybody as well. Oh, it's lovely to have you here. It's an absolute pleasure. At the time of recording, last night, there was a very, very special occasion. England managed to make it through to uh, the final of a international football tournament, which is something I've never seen in my lifetime. Carl's never seen it either. What did you make of the match last night? I thought it was... A good game. I didn't think that Denmark would be a walkover anyway, but I wanted us to play the way that we can. And I thought we dealt with it very, very well. I think I've been a little bit harsh on Southgate in the past. I, I, I accuse him of being overcautious by not playing people like Grealish, Foden, Mount, all in the same team. I'd love him to just put them out there and go, right, take the leash off and let loose. He's done everything right. So I can't, I can't realistically criticise him. And if we win on Sunday, it'll probably be, you know, Sir Southgate, whatever his first name is. <laughs> Gareth, yes. I think you're yeah. right. I absolutely agree. Um, I mean, you know, it was, I think when we went 1-0 down, I was like, oh, I'm not sure what's going to happen now. And then yeah. I think we scored sort of almost straight away and then that took the pressure off a bit. So it was it was, it was was great. You know, it's, it was, the celebrations were, were fantastic as well. Realistically, how do you think we're going to do against Italy? I think we'll beat them. I think, don't get me wrong, if they're a very good team. Um, and if you look at the back four, who have been absolutely superb, albeit a bit aged, but in saying that, you've got to get at them. But I think we've got the 
guns to get at them all, which I think we need to. We need to put the ball over the back of them as opposed to just playing everything in front of them. Yeah. Because I think in that situation, they'll eat it all up. So I think we'll win, uh, and I'll love it if we do, and that'll be great. Let's talk a little bit about how you um, came to Watford back in the uh, the seventies. Tell us about how you came to come to Watford. Right, I was playing at Notts County. I wasn't in the first team. Graham Taylor saw me and took me on loan at Lincoln, uh, where I played centre half. He wanted to sign me at the end of the trial uh, or the loan, but couldn't. Um, so I had to go back to Notts County. Then in the summer, on the day started pre-season training, I got a, the manager pulled me aside and said, "Oh, look." Graham Taylor's down the ground. He's a Watford manager and he'd like to speak with you. Would you be interested? So I said, yeah, of course. I went to the ground and there he was in his Karamaki coloured leather leather jacket (laughs) in his his flares. We sat and talked. We agreed the monies and the contract and... Therefore, I sort of drove down to Watford. It was one of them, and I know it sounds a bit hindsighty, but you know when you meet someone who you think, if I can just hang on to their shirt tails, this guy's going somewhere and I can hopefully go with him. The absolute gospel. So I drove <laughs> down to Watford, uh, came round the one-way system uh, before St. James's Church. Yes. And smacked someone up the backside. <laughs> Back someone up the backside in my car, and I thought, yep, that's a great start. Um, that's when it began. That's where seven, eight years of absolute joy began. Now, I've looked at your transfer fee, and it looks oh, fairly modest to me. Twelve and a half, twelve and a half million pounds. Million, was it? Oh, I've got it down no, it was, it was thousand. <laughs> In, in, today's world, in today's world, it would be 60 million, but hey ho. Yeah, blimey, the new SAR. My, my 10% would have been wonderful. I got 1,250 quid at that stage. Wow. Well, probably covered the car insurance. But just about, <laughs> yeah, just about. So, so At the time, that's quite a modest fee, I'm guessing, £12,500. I mean, obviously, 1977, is that quite that's still quite a modest fee, isn't it? Yeah. I think it was. I think, in all fairness, I was that money because um, I slipped my disc when I was 21. Since that day to the day I retired, I'd been have, I, I had back problems. But thankfully, at Watford, it only kept me out two or three times a season. But the gaffer knew about it. So I think it was a calculated risk right. at that time. Thankfully, from my point of view, it paid off. And it was just unbelievable. I can remember the first day we went training and he got this little black book out and opened it up. And I think it had like day one, do this, day two. And he got this book for the whole of pre-season. And it taught us, and he taught us, the way that we were going to play. Not fiddling about with the ball at the back. Bear in mind we were in Division 4. Yep. Uh, he wanted to play somewhat direct, let's say. Um, but in saying that, it's a pressure game. Uh, and he didn't want any balls from Steve Sherwood rolled out to the full-backs and getting, risk of getting caught like they do today. He wanted everyone being pushed up. He wanted the keeper to kick the ball down the field. He wanted the ball to be attacked out, just outside their box and pick up the, what's called the second ball. Right. And if you pick up the second ball, you're 25 yards away from their goal. Yeah. What's wrong with yeah. that? Absolutely nothing. Mm. And it's very simple explaining it that way, but I could do the same today. And when you see teams that are 1-0 down looking for a goal, what do they do in the last 10 minutes? Oh, they boot it up the pitch, yeah. Thank you. But we did boot it. it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's was what it, we did. It, was, he, was he ahead of his time, do you think, Graham, back then? 
yes, in, his, in he, his managerial and coaching approach. I think he was. You know, he was, he was very, very much a man's man. He was no soft touch, trust me. Thankfully, myself and his ex-captain, Sam Ellis from Lincoln, he signed us on the same day. I don't mean this to sound arrogant or whatever, but he's, Sam and I were like his sound bites for the dressing room, if that makes sense. Okay. He could gauge the dressing and the dressing room is so, so important. We had so many characters, so many leaders. It was untrue. He, he didn't have to rant and rave, although he did. And when he did, he got a vein in his neck that was the full state. So when, once you see that, you knew you were, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you a story. We played away, I think it was at Cardiff, yeah? Yeah. And we were yeah. absolute rubbish. And we came in at our time, and you know, the door was shut. And you know when you're sitting there thinking, oh, here we go. <laughs> what the hell's going to kick off here? And he He's opened the door. He opened the door. You know where you get the table with the tea and the milk and all that? Yeah. He's come in and he's launched the whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> cleared the lot and I'm sitting opposite oh. and it's come all over me and I've turned around I've gone gaffer can I have some sugar please <laughs> and, he's gone, and he's gone sugar you want sugar <laughs> that's unbelievable <laughs> You know what I mean? I had the audacity. Yeah. Well, what <laughs> we we laugh and joke about it now, but yeah. at the time. <laughs> what can you say if hot teas has been launched all over oh, you? I think that's good. the best thing. Anyway, we went out launched second it, half. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We went out second half and I think we won. But it was just, the time, it was just unbelievable. As I say, the seven or eight years. And we not only got there with the players, but we got there with the staff. We got there with the rest of the football club. We took the football club from what was a greyhound track at that stage. And I can remember being in the dressing room, getting changed, and a, a girl had walked by with a, with a greyhound on a leash. <laughs> and you'd be like, what the? you know what I mean? That's fantastic. <laughs> so we took, it, we took it from what was a greyhound track into the first division, you know, and what would be now, we'd be playing in the Champions League, not yeah. the Europa Cup. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we finished second. Now, he knew we couldn't compete with your Arsenals, your Liverpools, all those that had got money. So he picked a team, let's call it a car, with all the engine and all the various parts that knew how to play his way. And every single team, the youth team, the reserve team, they all played the same way. Pressure. You know, put a ball into their half, put it behind the centre halves. You know what I mean? And let's let's see if you can match Luther Blissett, or let's see if you can match John Barnes. And a lot of them couldn't. And yeah. that's and it was all yeah. pressure, pressure, pressure. But we got accused of you know being a long ball kick it, and you know what I mean, anywhere you want. Yeah. Which was rubbish. If you see what's it's of the game, you'll see Ross Jenkins and Luther Blissett. Luther Blissett will pull out, and Ross Jenkins will move into his space. Now, as a, as a Defender, you've got a decision to make. Do I go with one of them or do I stay? And with Luther's pace, not no disrespect to Roth, but with Luther's pace, he'd, he'd murder you. And they couldn't, they couldn't cope with it for 90 minutes. I think you were there at probably the most interesting period because it was the whole growth period of being a lowly fourth division team to rising to the, 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 oh, yeah. the top. I mean, yeah. that, that must have been quite a journey, I think. Well, I mean, it was fabulous. You go back to what I said or what you said, you know, I cost £12,500. The first game, after the first game, the gaffer got hold of me and he went, what have I done? <laughs> what, a, what a waste of money. Seriously? What? What a waste. Anyway, that was he told me that many, many years later. Really? Oh, I, I've, yeah. got, I've got here written down that you were described by Graham Taylor as the best signing he made. Yeah, well, that was later, thankfully. Right. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. but that yeah. first game, yeah. I think, I think yeah, 
a lot of reservations. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, he said to me and Sam, we, as I say, I signed at, sorry, Sam signed at half past eight in the morning and I signed at 12 o'clock the same day. Right. And we came down and stayed in the same digs. Many, many years later, as he did all the time, he said at the time, he said, I wanted to buy the meanest, ugliest pair of center halves I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I said, well, I hope I'm the meanest. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, some, some had a face like a margarita pizza. <laughs> Brilliant. That's oh, I, I loved him. He was a great character. We talked to lots of footballers about Graham Taylor. We get lots of stories. A lot of them are about his generosity and his uh, his spirit yeah. and, and that yeah. kind of thing. Have yeah. you got any particularly strong memories of Graham that you always have to mind that mean a lot to you? Oh, I've got so many, to be fair. I, I, I've got a couple. In the fir- in the fourth division, That I think they just brought in the, the disciplinary cards or whatever. Okay. Uh, bookings. And he played me. I never played with Sam Ellis at the back in all my time, to be fair. He played me in midfield. I was suspended after the first four weeks of the season. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got a... <laughs> I'd got a what's it card. Um, unbelievable. Anyway, I had to go in front of the old old fellas down at Lancaster Gate. Oh, Miller, yes. chip, Miller chip and all that lot. The FA, yeah, yeah. So the gaffer said to me, oh, I'll come down with you in. I'll represent you. And I thought, oh. yeah, okay. When I mean, you can't turn him down. No, of course not. So I've gone, yeah, okay, okay, gaffer, that'd be brilliant. So anyway, he drove me down there. We've got in there and there's this massive table with all these Muppets. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sitting behind there, like... And Still anyway, the same now, I think. Yeah, <laughs> the gaffer stood up and he's giving it, oh, yeah, but he's a big lad. I played him in midfield. Um, he couldn't, you know, he's got a massive stride. He, he, he just kept getting there, you know, so late. And I said, well, I got there as quick as I can. I could, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> anyway, they, it doesn't sound a lot, this, but they suspended me for two weeks and fined me a fiver. But the trouble was, we were playing South End right. and we were on crowd bonus. It cost, I tell you what, it cost oh. me, it cost me a few thousand pounds. Oh, really? Yeah. So anyway, we're driving back and I'm like, oh, gaffer, for goodness sake. I can't believe that. I said, that's it. I said, I'm not getting involved anymore. I'm not going to, you know, lose my temper or, and he went, you do that, son. You'll never play for me again. <laughs> he said, I love you. I love your nasty streak. You better leave that else I'll have you. That's fantastic. I went, mm. Okay, fine. So after that, could lend us a fiver then, could you, Graham? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, said, I did say to him, "Well, can I get the can I get the crowd bonus?" He went, "No, you're suspended." <laughs> so you know what I mean? We're in New Zealand, and um, he's, he's old. He's holding um, contract talks, and he told us about it. So I thought, okay, fine. And, and without being arrogant, I had a good season, played well. So I thought, I'm just going to go in there and just let rip. I'm going to go. This is what I want. I want it. Bang. So you, I walked in there and he's sitting in like a king, a king's chair, the throne right. behind this table. So I walked up and there's this little stool, if you want to call it that, on the other side of the desk. So I'm sitting on this stool. I've just about got my head over the desk like, a, you know, a, a spoiled <laughs> child. <laughs> And um, he's just trying to talk. I went, Gaffer, listen, I'm sorry, but I want I want 300 quid and I want a three-year contract. And I'm... He went, hmm, right, okay, fair enough. I said, well, what was that supposed to mean? He said, well, I was going to offer you more than that. <laughs> and I went, oh, okay, forget what I said. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, see, let's, hear the, let's hear it from you first. <laughs> yeah, forget that, yeah. It was like, you know what I mean, radio silence. There was, you were breaking up and I couldn't hear you properly. So... <laughs> But it, it, it was it was his, his throne, the chair, and me 
on this little stool, like, can I have some more food, please? You know what I mean? Like, Oliver Twist. Do you know, do you know what's really weird? I don't know if you recall, Justin, we spoke to someone, I, I can't think of him off the top of my head. Tommy Smith. I'm, I'm going to say Tommy Smith. Yeah, I think it was. And he, he tells a story quite similar that he had to sit on a chair that was smaller yeah. than where Graham was, was, was sitting. It's just weird to to hear that because obviously the yeah. being so far apart. That's, that's I think that's Gifton said that as well. Gifton got, said I'm, that. I'm telling you, he got so many L- little uh, quirks. I guess oh, so. little quirks, but he was unbelievable. It's like when when he upset the crowd. I can't forget what, what I can't remember what year it was. And he went out and walked around the ground with a banner. Oh yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah, yeah. hang on a minute. What manager anywhere would walk round and apologise to the fans? No, never. certainly in this day and age, it's not going to happen, is it? No. You know, so going back to what I was saying, an unbelievable time. But he not only took the players himself, the staff, and the the, the football fans of Watford. He took the town and everything mm. with him mm, on yeah. this journey. Like you talking about playing away in the UEFA Cup. We had so many fans on the plane. On our plane, we never had a private plane, by the way. <laughs> um, they were sitting with us, but they came with us, and we were talking to them in in in, in the the airport, and they just loved it. They were part and parcel of everything that the success that we had, if that makes sense at that time. It does make mm. sense, and and I just think we haven't got that now. No. no, and that's the one thing that I regret is his legacy of the community mm. is no longer there. No, yeah. No, you're right. No. It's been eroded. Yeah, over no, time. I could, it has been. Couldn't agree with that, that that statement any more than you know than I than I do already. Absolutely, the 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 family club that he you know took from where he took it from to to what it is now. It's 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 not. And some people might argue, well, that's progression and 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 that's football nowadays. But for, but for me, for where that ground sits, you know, Vicarage Road, it's right in the heart of the community. It's um you know I I was brought up around the corner from it, so yeah. it, it is a shame to see. In some ways, how the club is now, you know, don't get me wrong. I think the current owners have done a lot of good, but there's also stuff where they haven't, and they've yeah. forgotten that. That yeah. uh, you know, I that, think, that I think they've done a magnificent job in saving the club, building the ground up to be fantastic. Yeah, the pitch, you name it. But the one thing is that I'm disappointed with them in is they don't deal well with the community, and I don't think they deal well with the supporters. And at the end of the day. <laughs> You I'd, need both of them yeah. to move forwards. I'd add another one to that, Ian, honestly and truthfully. I don't think they deal very well with you guys, with Luther oh. Blissett's and mm. our, our our heritage, our history. I think that's that's a, a, a big flaw I, I in can, there. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and Luther and myself and a couple of others, and I think I said to you the other day that I'm playing golf with him tomorrow yeah. at yeah. the Lord, Lord Mayor's Charity Golf Day at Rickmansworth. Yes. And that's Tricky that's Ricky. Of, yeah. yeah, that's part of um, Watford Former Players Club. Right. And we've been trying to work and run with them for many, many years. But I think the problem is, and once again, I don't mean this arrogantly, and I would use this as a positive, and I think Graham Taylor would use it as a positive. The more we are seen on their walls, the more we're going to rub them up the wrong way. So if that was me, I'd go, guys, these are going to be here until you top them. But yeah, I yeah. want you to use these as a tool. Yeah, I totally agree. I 100% don't yeah, try yeah. and bury us away because you'll never do it. There'll always be someone, you know, that knows Luther Blissett or likes Luther Blissett or Ian Bolton or whoever it is. Of course. Of you course. know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. And we, we, you can't bury us away. We've done what we've done. 
Mm. Yeah, I think there is an element of that. I think there is an element of let's try and make our own legacy. Let's let's try and de-glamorise, for want of a better word, the Taylor years and that sort of stuff. And let's yep. try and yep. let's try and make this period the golden period. And I'm afraid you can't just replace that period where you were involved no. with anything new. It's not been surpassed. It's, it hasn't been surpassed. It's, it's not going to be surpassed in, yeah. anytime soon. No. That was the golden time. I mean, you know, coming from the old fourth division to playing in Europe, as you say, is... I mean, I can't really think of any other team that's ever really done that, to be fair, is there? Is there another team? No, I think, ever... I think Wimbledon might have got close. Yeah, they um, won the FA Cup and stuff. To a dig- yeah, you know, but from the lower divisions and up. Yeah, Bournemouth. Um, well, it's, it's the way I am, but I, I, I still think that football is a very, very simple game. And OK, I've been, I've been weaned and brought up by Graham Taylor, who, who came up with that formula of playing. But I believe that we could still play that, or someone could play that way today. I really do. Because of the tippy-tappy football, you know, and there was a, there was a game on, on the TV the other day with the Euros. I, th- I forget who it was now. But anyway, they're all playing tippy-tappy football. One of the teams went 2-0 down, and suddenly they changed to playing long ball. And the yeah. defenders couldn't cope with it. They could not seriously cope with it. And they got back to 3-2 or something, or something like that. And I truly believe that if the manager got the backing by the board or the owners or whatever, that way of playing could still be successful. Well, it worked. I mean, we've seen it works. Absolutely. We've got the evidence to prove it. So. Yeah, exactly. you know, with no disrespect to me me or my teammates, we weren't, we weren't all John Barnes's or, you know, yeah. Lionel Messi's or whatever. We were 100% wholehearted players that play to a certain way and play to a certain formula. And then you got your Nigel, Nigel Callahan's, your John Barnes's. Yeah. They're the coming through, adding that quality and, you your know. Flair players, uh, really, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. Unbelievable football, but... They could incorporate that within the within the basic pattern of play that we played. Absolutely. Let's, um, if if I may, can we just talk about two of those players? And you've mentioned one of them who we we're all fortunate enough to spend enough time with, uh, Mr. Luther Blissett um, and, and John Barnes. What was what was Luther uh, and, and John like to play with, uh, Ian? You know, I'm trying to get a feeling of when you first saw. You yep. know, John Barnes play. You, you know, were you like, <laughs> my God, what, what have we got ourselves here? That was about it, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, I, I obviously came to the club and Luther was there. Very raw, very... I mean, he was built like, goodness. He was like built out of ebony. You know what I mean? You look, <laughs> no. You, you look, I mean, here's me. Scraw- well, I weren't scrawny, but you look at him and you think, my God, look at that. Sculpted. Oh, honestly, it's just like he was sculpted out of, of ebony. And <laughs> Graham got hold of him and talked with him. I mean, he's got... Just go sideways a touch. Like when I came with Ross Jenkins, and this is going to sound disrespectful, but it's certainly not. When I came to, to Watford, Ross could not trap a bag of cement. <laughs> <laughs> no, he couldn't. Honestly. And, and I'm not saying I was any better, but the gaffer got me back of an afternoon and had me drilling balls at Ross Jenkins because balls were going to him and his first touch was like, oh, away, or it was on his chest and it would be bouncing off his chest. So he had me with Ross every afternoon. I was drilling balls into him. So he learnt to get that first touch and get the chest down into his feet. And we spent so much time. And same with Luther. Once again, Luther was raw. But the power was immense. Mm. And the goals that he scored, and this is certainly a diff- maybe a different subject we can talk about later, but on a Monday, we used to have meetings in the dressing room and they used to, he used to give the stats out. And he's probably the first to come up with stats anyway. And you'd be like, 
Uh, Nigel, how many crosses do you think you had? And not being funny, we three three of us could go to the game and we'd all have different opinions. Right. But it's only opinion. There's no facts. You've got no facts to back it up. Right. Whereas yeah. him, he had people in the stand. Wow. And he went, right, okay, Nigel, how many um, crosses did you get? Have? I think I had seven, boss. No, you didn't, Nigel. You had three. <laughs> um, wow. Okay, Luth, I'm only giving you an example. Okay, Luth, how many shots you had? I think I had six. No, you didn't. You had four. But he probably scored a trick, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what I'm getting at, and the same with me and Simsy. I mean, we had to we had to be able to score X amount of goals. That's centre arms. You know what I mean? I think expecting. Well, he, dem- he demanded that of you. He demanded. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I took the penalty, so I was quite fortunate. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I think if he could, he'd have had Steve Sherwood scoring something like 10 goals a season. Brilliant. But that, you know, and it turns out that at the end of every season, Luther needed 10 shots for every goal. Now, work that out now and think of him getting 30 goals a, a, a season. Yeah, that's What's that? 300, 300 shots. Yeah. 300 wow. shots. Yeah. Right, well, I'm telling you now, the Premiership last year never had 300 shots in the whole season. I might be wrong, but I don't think it is. When I'm watching games and I can see... Oh, two two shots on target after ninety minutes. Yeah, is that so yeah. exciting? So, no. So what do you? I, what I've do you... come out. Of, I've come out of a Watford game before. We've won one nil and not had one shot on target. And I'm. Yes. Uh, how, yeah, I've seen that as well. How, yeah. we, how have we done that? <laughs> you seriously think, yeah. think yeah. that Graham Taylor could put his name to a team that played in that way? No. Mm. No, no. So, okay. so what do you put it down to, Ian? What do you think the, the difference is? I think it's. I think it's. They're afraid. I think managers are afraid of losing. Really? Yeah. Seriously. And you know, and he's trying to get. You're trying to get players at the back. I mean, oh dear. The goalkeeper standing in the middle of his goal. His right back and left back or two centre halves standing five yards away. Uh, and he's going to pass it to him, is he? And <laughs> not being funny, a lot of them. Oof, a lot of them can't play. Right. Seriously, yeah. a lot of them can't control the ball in that way under pressure. Mm. Now, would you want to put your team? under that pressure to, no. to, to, I mean he'd have killed no. Steve Sherwood the gaffer if that was the case <laughs> honestly he'd have lost the vein would have come out like a, honestly he'd have lost it completely <laughs> so we so we played away at Forest you probably know better than me we played away at Forest we got beat 5-3 I think it was and it was pouring down the rain I got booked for a slightly late tackle on Woodcock <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we've come Slightly away late. Yeah, <laughs> about two and a half hours late. Yeah, yeah. The stadium was empty when the tackle took yeah, place. I was on the, I was on the <laughs> so anyway, we've played the game 5-3. The fans are going away from the ground. The last thing they're thinking of is, oh, dear me, we got beat 5-3. What they're thinking of is, what a game. And I know come mm. Saturday when we play again, they're going to do exactly the same. They're mm. going to give us the same. So anyway, we came off the pitch. We've gone in the dressing room, gaffer as well. Doors closed, Gaffer's just about to speak, and the door opens, and Brian Clough walks in. You lot, I f***ing love you. Turn around and shut the door. And walked out. <laughs> and the Gaffer's gone, do I need to say anything more than that? No. He walked out and all. That is fantastic. Fair play. That's, That's pretty awesome, isn't it? That, that's awesome. Two of the greatest that's managers of all of, time. Oh, yeah. hell of a compliment, you know, from a guy like that. Yeah. But then you look at his teams that he that he played. They were very similar in stature and age mm. and, oh, I can say this, ability, mm. like Watford. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They weren't all world beaters, were they? I mean, Larry Lloyd at the back, strong, a bit like Cellini. You know what I mean? Now, yeah, Cellini's, yeah. About, Cellini's about 86. But... <laughs> 
He's still playing unbelievable football. Yeah. And they won, they won the, they won, I mean, John Robertson, I used to go out drinking with John Robertson at Forest because I was at County. He, oh dear me, he couldn't run, but what a player. Yeah. Mm. He played balls around you. He was, un- and that's, those Coffee had those players in his in his Forest team, and look what they got, and look what we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They they obviously achieved a fair bit, didn't they? So, they God, didn't did. they? Just blimey! Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I, I think um, I, I'll tell you one thing that does interest me, and uh, again, we're, we're talking about um, a time at Watford, which on and off the pitch, let, let's be let's be frank, was was crazy and and, and wonderful at the same time, and I, and I, I think about Elton John any. <laughs> Uh, any stories that that we can have from you know from? <laughs> bear, bear with me on this. There you go. All right. Yes. Yes. There's the 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 gaffer and the chairman there. Yeah. And the chairman. Yeah. 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 And the gaffer's got his flares on. Look. I can see them flares. They're brilliant. Yeah. Proper yeah. flares. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So what it is, it's a gold disc of a single man, which is my pride and joy. And I believe he presented it to us all when we got promoted from the third to the second. Okay. And what it is, we, we're on the backing tracks. Okay. We got invited to get on a coach and go to a recording studio where he was recording a single man. And we had to do the, the backing like, ooh, oh, ooh, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but he had, he had a Cheap magic, labor. <laughs> yeah. He had a magic fridge full of beer. That everyone just attacked. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, at the end of the season, he presented us with that. That's fantastic. And That's awesome, just, isn't it? Oh, it's it, it, honestly, it's it's just fantastic. So honestly, you haven't added to your uh, to your CV, you know, backing singer for international rock stars. Which uh, I tried. Yeah, it. I mean, that probably needs to go onto Wikipedia, <laughs> doesn't it? I think it does. Yeah, I think it I does. tried it. <laughs> I, I, I gave Ed Sheeran a ring, but <laughs> didn't hear back. Yeah, oh, <laughs> well, no. he won't have in it. No, that's terrible. bloody bloody Ipswich yeah, so, fan. <laughs> so anyway, beginning of every season, every season that we were there, Elton would have a garden party at his house at um, Old Windsor, and everybody from the club, the the the, the laundry lady, the sweeper upper, whatever, everybody was invited to his place. And the first time we've gone there. Oh, what a place it is. It's like the gates at the front, you know what I mean? And all that lot. And he's got garages full of Porsches and Maseratis. And... But I've just showed you that. In his house, you walk through his house in the corridors, and that lot and Platinums are leaning against the wall on the floor. Wow. He ain't got enough space um, to put them up. No. Mine's, I mean, mine's like in pride of place. He's got them like leaning against the toilet or <laughs> le- leaning against whatever. Anyway, he turns up first time. In his helicopter, doesn't he? As you do. As you As do. You do. Yeah. He's giving it. He's giving it the big one, which I don't blame him because I do the same. <laughs> Turned up in his, in his in his helicopter, and it's like, wow. I mean, at the end of, oh, I've got to tell you, go sideways on that. Remember Albert McGlennigan? No, that's the not... big Irish boy from Lawn, right? Who had the throwing where he fell on the pitch? Yes. On the pitch, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. Remember where he came up and gave it that, and then fell onto the pitch? <laughs> yes, yeah. He, he got released anyway. Anyway, going, going to, going to one of these dudes. We get there, and no Albert, and his, no Albert, misses and his kids. So anyway, Tom, Tom Wally's gone. Oh, I'll go back and re- retrace the steps. So he's gone back. He's come to this roundabout, and Albert and his family are sitting in the middle of this roundabout at Slough having a picnic. <laughs> so Tom's gone. I ain't, ain't going to do it, but Tom's gone, Albert, what are you doing? He said, oh, I got lost. So I thought, well, I'll just have a picnic in the middle of this roundabout. Fantastic. So Tom, Tom got hold of him and took him to the, to the to Elton's place. Yeah. Anyway, end of the day, you have got players upside down in edges, 
legs, hang, <laughs> legs hanging out. Was it a bit messy? Completely and utterly <laughs> rattles. Oh my god, that is fantastic! Seriously, it is what an so, owner! What an owner! Is, what is so Lionel? It's unbelievable. That is fantastic. <laughs> Let's go around Elton's and get smashed. Who That's would, it. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to do it. that? Oh, that is so good. He loved it, and he like. Oh, I mean, we we go away. I'm going all over the place here, but we go away to like Australia and China and whatever. We don't go out for a drink, and I mean, the ladies that were around him at the time were unbelievable. So we, we've gone out for a drink, and we're in this bar, and he suddenly gets up, and there's a upright piano, and he's up there. He's got his leg on the piano, like Saturday, 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 and we're up with him, but he's just impromptu. Yeah, got up on this piano. That's like fantastic. it's nothing or nobody. Yeah, brilliant. And he, oh, what a lovely, lovely! I loved him to bits. Honestly, so so, so yeah. in this context, this is Elton John, the the chairman, the friend, the man, not the rock star. There's oh. no airs and graces about him with you guys. It was like one of the lads. No. When he when he come in the dressing room, it would be LOL, how you doing? But when you're out in public, it was like hello, Mr. Chairman, how you doing? Da, 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 da. He was just honestly, he was such a lovely guy. He'd do anything for anybody. I mean, it's like when we got promoted from the fourth division to the third division. We're in the um, we're in the players' bar or whatever, and Elton's come in, and I forget what time it was about quarter past half past five. There's about forty of us in there, and Elton's going, "Oh, anyone fancy that something to eat?" So we've gone, "Oh yeah, that'd be great." So anyway, he's got one of his I don't know sidekicks to go out, and he's gone out and bought forty loads of fish and chips. <laughs> The geezer's come into the fish and chip shop. Up the road, yeah. He's come back with a load like fish and chips, forty or forty loads of them, like. And it's so good. Honestly, he was so generous. But when he first come to the club, he'd have them high heels, shoes, you know, all that stuff. And to be fair, it's only my opinion, but I think it was just fate that that the gaffer, oh sorry, that Elton came across. And I don't know, you might be able to correct me on the story, but I think originally, initially, he wanted to appoint Bobby Moore. Bobby I've Moore. That, yeah. Yeah. Then I was told that he was advised to contact Don Revy, right. and Don yeah. Revy gave him Graham Taylor's name. Now, is that fate or not? So he comes to the club with a a, a chairman who's... <laughs> Well, what do you say? Flamboyant, shall we say. Flamboyant, to say the least. Yeah. And he's come in the big shoes. And Graham Taylor, I would say, was like his father. And he turned him around. And Elton was having a difficult time at that time, I think, with everything. Yeah. Maybe if that hadn't happened, God forbid, Elton might have not, you know, come through it. It's been mentioned in his book... That I think that, that Watford yeah. saved his life, and I remember uh, the eulogy that John Motson gave in Elton's words at Graham Taylor's funeral, where he basically yeah. said that Graham told him he was being an idiot with all the drugs and everything, and yeah. you know, stop it yeah. because you're being a fool. And I think yeah. that did turn his life around. Well, that's what I took from the mm-hmm. from the I know, eulogy. The, the anyway. gaffer totally sorted him. He said, "Elton, you can't come to a game looking like that." <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, mate. You look like a clown. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you've got a, you've got, and, and Elton. Graham is probably the only one that Elton maybe ever listened to right. and, and, and adhered to because he probably yeah. saw him as his father. Yeah. Anyone else, I don't think, would have maybe have got, got away with it. Got, it out, got that out of him, yeah. I think so, that's incredibly brave of, of Graham as well to, to even, you know, yeah. say that. And at that, that time as well, you know, let's be honest, we, I, I can quite... Homosexuality wasn't... It was very much frowned upon and... Oh, very and, much underground. I mean... Yeah, you know, and in a, and in a foot... Add the, add the football and the crowds and and the, all that to it. I mean, the the man must have been through so much. So and and that's oh. what I love about him now is you know his passion for the game and 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 the club. Oh, what is, he's doing, 
yes the way uh, the way he's, he's turned his life around you know with with his with his fella and the children i am so so pleased that he's done that and got that you know and he can enjoy uh the rest of his life with his kids you know and his husband because he deserves it for me yeah, um yeah, you know he took, he took he took a gamble uh and it was a fantastic gamble that, as it turned out and, and graham you know delivered delivered it for him in spades and it was just fantastic well they're they're the guys really that are the true legends of Watford Football Club it's, it's Graham Taylor and it's it's Elton John um, yeah. no one will say a bad word about either that that supports Watford or lives in Watford I mean no. it's, they're just the guys they're, they're the ones and you know it's it's great and you know obviously Elton's yeah, retiring right. and yeah. he's, he's not going to do any more shows I'd love him to do one more at Vicarage Road oh, totally. that would Vicarage be Road would be great wouldn't it that would be fantastic It'd be nice if he could do one maybe at the ground as a, is the right thing to say, but as a, as a, a belated memorial, if you want to call it that. Yeah. The gaffer. yeah that'd be nice. Um, I think the response would be. Poof, it'd be huge. I think it'd be, I think it'd be sold out in seconds. Oh, you must have his phone number and you can just, just drop him a text. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him we want to talk well, to I've got his, I've, I've got his, what's it, what's the right word? I've got his, one of his advisors. Um, have you? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah well, we'll talk yeah. to you after. Yeah, we are. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Just before he goes on tour, you know, he's got some time. Well, it was, it was in connection with the book. Oh, that okay. That is a great book, by the way. That's a fantastic yeah. book. Oh, his book. Did you nice. like, um, did you like, um, Rocket Men? Yeah. 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 Oh, when I heard that um, he wanted to do that, I never realised that there was four of us, you know, Ross Jenkins, myself, Luther and Shirley, all went from the fourth division to the first division and played in Europe. Now, you talk about them four, that's the third of a team. Yeah. To go all that way. Yeah. It's incredible. From from the fourth division to to the first division and, you know, do all the things we did. I think that is phenomenal. Again, I can't think of any other players or any other teams, really, that I'd be hard-pressed to think of anybody that's done that with the same team. For sure. You know, we're talking about, someone was talking to me about it the other day and it was on, I was watching Sky News and it was like, oh, my players are tired. Yeah. Oh, they can't. Hang on, we're talking September. <laughs> and the season started in August. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know I mean, how, we, do you you know need some reality there, didn't you? Oh, please. You know, and we were tackling them days. There's no tackles now. No, no that's... So you were getting kicked to high heaven yeah. in them days. You know what I mean? And yeah. all the were, you ever, were you ever like, would you consider yourself ever to be fully fit playing that season? Because you're taking, obviously, kicks and bumps and... Well, yeah, what I was going to say was, have a guess how many players we played in that first division in the season uh, I'm going to I'm going to say it's low I'm going to say 19 something like that maybe yeah 18 19 I might be wrong but I believe it was 13 good god wow. 13 and you think you know you, you didn't want to go out of the team because there was a chance you might get replaced and we were getting kicked to high heaven and also kicking back whatever but you know what I mean yeah yeah that's, 13 players that's the mad. way that we played yeah <laughs> that's mad did you find then um, that as you were playing further up the divisions that it got harder to play, that, that the teams you were facing were harder to play? Or did you find that just if you played your game and played the way that you played, it was pretty much the same? I think, to be honest, and this is no disrespect the higher we got up, but I think the fourth and third divisions were really, really hard. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> Gordon okay, Bennett. Yeah. When you're playing the first and second divisions and you're playing against people like Sooners and Giles, trust me, yeah. they were not <laughs> soft. No. Yeah, no. you know what I'm saying. Well, it was very, but in saying that, the way we played, I think, had more effect against the second and first division players, the, the so-called more skillful uh, pedigree players.
players, yeah. mm. I think they found it more difficult to cope than the third and fourth. Because maybe the third and fourth was a little bit industrial, yeah. <laughs> even with yeah, it, yeah. at the yeah. time. You know, I can think, well, I've been watching games on the internet and match of the day and watched Arsenal when we beat them 4-2. And, you know, the Southampton... Sunderland. Sorry, going back to what you were saying about Luther and John. Yeah, finished Luther. Luther was unbelievable and turned out to be... Him and Ross Jenkins, in my opinion, are the best two centre-forwards that Watford have ever, ever had. As, as a pair or separately? Or... Um, as a pair, right. Roscoe was got rid of a little bit too early. And that sounds like I'm being critical to Graham. Graham had decisions to make and he'd made, you know, like he did with me. Mm. Yeah, You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, which might have come across as being hard to Roscoe stroke me as well. But no, Ross and Luther, I think for me, were the best two centre forwards that Watford have ever had. Going back to Barnsley, I can remember that, that Barnsley was playing in a reserve game at QPR and the gaffer took all the first team players down on the coach and he's on the left wing. And you can imagine, I can still see the ground now in my mind's eye. He's in the, he's in the right-hand corner. Yeah, he's got three players around him and you're thinking, Jesus, he's going to end up in the stand here. You know yeah, what I mean? He's going yeah. <laughs> to get kicked to high heaven. Yeah. And you're watching, and then the next minute, he's on the other side of him. And you think, <laughs> How's he done how that? The hell, how the hell did he get there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's the silky skills that John had at that age yeah. was just unbelievable, seriously. Yeah. You try and kick him, for the want of a better word, yeah. and you couldn't get nowhere near him. No. Mm. You know, yeah. you'd be like, oh, just miss him completely. So his, his skill, and like, I'm going all over the place, but pre-season training, first time he's joined us, we're in we're in Casterbury Park, doing the cross-country, yeah? So we start. So, I mean, bear in mind, John Barnes is the South, South London cross-country champion. Right. Which we didn't know, <laughs> which we didn't know until afterwards. <laughs> so we've kicked off, and he's just gone... <laughs> and like Tom Wally's standing at this gate, fence gate, and John Barnes has come up to him and gone, Tom, where do I go next? Where do I go next? And he's gone, so right. Then we come through about 10 minutes later. <laughs> and it, anyway, we're chasing and he does it again, but with us. And he's gone, boys, where do I go? And we've gone like, oh, over there. <laughs> anyway, we get to the last bit where I think it might be the, I forget which hole it is. Anyway, it's a hole where you you, you, you cross over the, 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 the golf uh, hole and then you go down a hill by the, by the, the river into the park. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know where you are. I, yeah, I yeah. can remember for years on end, I'm running across and I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> but there's me, Steve Sherwood and Simsy. Oh, and Andy Rankin, early days. And we are having literally heart attacks, all four of us. And we're like, <laughs> anyway, he's gone down there and he's finished, but I'm running across that golf course and I'm thinking, please, somebody just get a driver out. It's a ball. <laughs> hit me on the head. It's a ball. <laughs> And hit me on the back of the head yeah. and put me out of the misery. Get out of the misery. Yeah. Yeah, so it, yeah. yeah, so it turns out the best time I have ever done having a heart attack, seizure, you name it, <laughs> is 22 minutes. John Barnes, 16 minutes. And the gaffer used to finish fourth himself. <laughs> wow. That's good and he'd, going. Be, he'd be pushing us up the, up the, up the what's it, <laughs> up, the, up the, the hills. How's that feel when your manager yeah. across country is yeah. finishing ahead? You just want to like, you know what I mean? Knock him out. Leave us alone, Gaffer. Yeah, yeah. Gaffer, I feel yeah. what you're saying. Don't take this the wrong way, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, I always think it's unfair to make Brilliant. goalkeepers do cross countries. To be fair, they don't do a lot of running, do they? Goalkeepers, oh. they sort of no, hover Shirley, around in the same Shirley spot. Was useless. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, well, he's a big lad, Monty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a big lad. You know, and so was Simsy. 
yeah, but, yeah. but surely, you know, she's a bit... But in saying that, we finished that, but we were the fittest, you know, we, we ever were. We yeah, were, of course. I would, I'd argue we were the fittest team in all the leagues, yeah. going even up to the first division. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, we could run forever. But that's what that's what you need towards the end of the game, especially when you're trying to either see a game out or you, you need that yeah. fitness, don't you? So. Stamina, well, the gaffer, the gaffer said, look... Say, say to Barnsley, Barnsley, I don't want you just to be able to do your fancy tricks in the first minute. You've got to give me that in the 90th minute because if you can't, mm. you're no good. You're mm. not it's fit. good to me, yeah. Mm. I want it in the 90th as well as the first. Yeah. And I think someone, I can remember one game, I forget where we were playing now, at home, and someone went down with cramp and the gaffers ran from his bench onto the touchline where the player is. He's gone, you don't get cramp at this club, son. <laughs> So the player's like dying from cramp. <laughs> just like straighten my toes down. All right, Gaffer. Let me just get my toes straight. Yeah, yeah. Right. Thanks a lot. Well, thanks for the sympathy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's brilliant. Yeah, but I suppose yeah. in those days there was one substitute, so you had to run it off. There was no. I mean, yeah, going back to those thirteen players yeah. in the season, we only had yeah, one. that's incredible. We never, we never had six or whatever it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can remember, I can remember, like I said, when I joined the club, but I can remember I slipped my dish sometime and um, I'm in hospital and someone brought a paper in, the Observer, and it's got, oh, Ornit signed Steve Sims, 250,000. And I've gone, what? <laughs> anyway, the gaffer came in and I went to him, what's all this about? I said, he's been lying on my deathbed. You've bought you know, you've gone and bought Steve Sims for 250,000 pounds. Yeah. How's that supposed to help me? <laughs> And anyway, it turns out that I was playing with, oh, I, I played with Steve, uh, Alan Garner before that. Yeah. But then it turns out that me and Simsy played together majority of the time, which was fantastic because he used mm. to go big time to, you know, to head the ball and I'd just sweep around him. Yeah. Um, which was, uh, he was brilliant. I, I mean, I was speaking to him the other day. I think it was his was it his birthday. His it was, birthday. yeah. I saw that. Yeah, I saw. Yeah. That. So, so I was I was talking to him because we've got an, an ex player's WhatsApp group. Oh, brilliant. Oh, bet there's some secrets in there. <laughs> yeah. trust, trust me. Trust me, they are they are unbelievable. Um, but no, I was, talk, I was talking to him, so um, and Boothie wanted, to, Dennis Booth wanted to speak with him as well. Hmm. So I said to, I WhatsApp back to Simsy, I said, oh, congratulations, happy birthday. Boothie, give him a bell now. And as it turns out, he did give Boothie a bell. Um, and Boothie hadn't spoke to him for, for ages and ages and ages. But um, oh, nice. honestly, what I love, it's like all the lads, to be fair. There's some that you, you know, some that you maybe don't get on with. But going back to what I was saying about it's so important for that dressing room to be right. Yeah. Mm. You get you get one. Bad apple. Yeah, you, that's the word. You get one bad apple and it can have an effect. Mm. But I mean, we had like Sam Ellis, Pat Rice, Steve Harrison. Oh, Dennis Booth well. what a group we had seriously yeah and I think you're right there you don't have to get on with everyone in the no, sense of get no, but all. you're all pulling in the same direction and that's yeah. that's if the, you res- that's the if thing if you respect them mm-hmm. as opposed to being their best buddy and go out for a beer yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. Yeah. as long as you've got that respect that that's not all you need but you know what I'm saying that's like I mean it's got, going back to what I was telling them stories we were away at um, Chesterfield Graham Taylor had had his um, appendix out so he's up in the stand Bertie Mees sort of took us anyway once again we were awful and um, we've walked in the dressing room and gone oh god here we go <laughs> and anyway he's come through the door the gaffer with his, his appendix and um, <laughs> so he's walked through the door shut the door behind him and looked at us all and gone 
Oh, well, he said, I'm not sorting this out. You lot sorted it out. You got yourself in it. So get yourself out, walked out, closed the door. That was a half-time talk, was it? Yeah. And we're like, hang on a minute, Gaffer, you're being paid whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's your job. Yeah. But we had, we had like, Rice in me, Steve Harrison, you name it, the, 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 the characters to go, right, okay, so let's sort it. Right. You know, we know we're not good. Right. Let's sort out the way we're going. And once again, we went out and I think we ended up drawing. So you got it, you got it together in the second half there. He got, got, got you to question each other. That's another, that's another, the ploy of his mm. you know what I mean playing games but playing games for a reason yeah. getting players to think yeah mm. that's brilliant yeah yeah that's so good just one thing before um, we do the the, the questions uh, from listeners. Uh, You left in 83. Another season, you might have played in a cup final. This is going to sound so arrogant. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was going through a divorce at the time. Right. um, And that's the reason the gaffer left me out. And to be fair, he was right, because I weren't sleeping. We were just getting on the coach to go to, I don't know, Levski, whatever. Yeah. He pulled me off and he said... Um, Ian Brentford have come in for you do you want to go and talk to him and I said to him well to be fair Gaff I'm a player and he said no you're not so right. I said well okay not being funny but I might as well go and talk to Brentford so I did they offered me a lot more money believe it or not on a two year contract and the gaffer basically gave me away so he was being brilliant Right. and he was brilliant ever after him when I came out I mean he was getting me talking semi-pros to Barnet and things like that he was just magnificent as it was career wise it was the worst decision I ever made right because in hindsight, I left the club and I was useless at Brentford. I have to be honest. Right. Uh, the fire had gone. Oh. Is that what it was? You just, you just totally gone. Yeah. I'd have, I'd have ran through a brick wall for Graham Taylor, but I didn't know that until I went to Brentford. I think if I'd have stayed at Watford, I would have come through it, and I think I would have played in the, the FA Cup final. Yeah. Because of the injuries right. that they had. Yes. You Even for smashed that. Andy Gray into pieces. And then, then we'd have won. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. God, if I hate that only, man. If only you'd stayed and, another no, year. Me and, me and Simsy. <laughs> Played against uh, Andy Gray and, and who's the other boy? Richards at Wolverhampton. Wolverhampton. They never got a sniff. They yeah. never got a kick against us, to be fair. So oh, it, it, it was, as I said, career-wise, worst decision ever. Life-wise, yeah. best decision ever. Well, that's fair um, enough. There's a balance there then, isn't there? It's, well, it's... Yeah, you know, and, and one second. Team, who was the manager at Brentford when I joined? Fred? Callahan. Is it Fred Callahan? Yeah, Fred Callahan. She's going to text her brother now, Bob Booker, who played for Brentford. Who played for Brentford. I'll tell you another story, okay? Fantastic. Bob, Bob Booker, love him to bits. He was at Brentford when I went there, okay? But anyway, prior to that, he played at Barnet, he went to Brentford. His Debo was at Watford. Wow. And wow. I kicked, I kicked seven bells <laughs> of, out of him. Seriously. I had him, I had him in my pocket. I get him out every now and again and go, come on, Bob. Get that one. Get that one. He, had, he had the final say and the final laugh because he introduced me to his missus and I've regretted it for the last 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's had it. He's, he's, he won, honestly. Yeah. Hands down. Hands down there, isn't he? So he's got his own back. He's, he's got his own back. <laughs> doing that. Fantastic. Fantastic. Love it. Yeah, so um, the first one comes from the Kitchen Croxley. It's on the the Twitter account, which is oh, Linda the Anderson. Lin- yeah, so she's put, "Gosh, hello, Ian. It's been a while since we've watched you play. So, of course, the question has to be, what is your favourite cake?" 
My favourite cake. There you go. Yeah. They're random. She's into cake. She's into cake. She's this a woman. baker. She's a baker. You see. Yeah, opposite Croxley Station. Yeah. Anyone that wants to uh, pay her a visit. Well, put it this way: I love uh, at Christmas. I love a chocolate log, but only the ends. Only the ends. The harder bits. The harder bits. <laughs> the ends and all the chocolate and oh, all the cream on top. Fantastic. So anything that resembles that. I mean, is, baked, is baked Alaska a cake or what? Well, I think we could. Yes, I mean it's definitely. I, 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 yes. That's a stretch. That's a stretch. stretch. <laughs> Yeah, Jaffa cakes are cake. It's in the biscuit aisle. Oh yeah. no, not having yeah. that. <laughs> so we're going to go with a nice chocolatey uh, sort of chocolate yes. log or something. Yeah, correct. There Fair we go. Point. Well, we'll up with our tweeter and say um, we've got your yeah. answer. Yeah, you'll have to listen to the podcast, but we've got your answer. Yeah. Put, put it this way: you add me at chocolate. There you go. All right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Right. This the next one comes from again a bit more of a comment, but Chris Bone. He put, "Are you still in awe of meeting me in the waiting room for Doctor Wyler, the dentist? I was only fourteen at the time. I may have changed a bit. So obviously somebody met you at the dentist. A fan, right. Doctor Wyler. Does that ring any bells? No, to be fair, but I was probably a nervous wreck when he met me because I'm a complete. Are oh, you not good in the dentist? Oh, I am a complete and utter wuss. <laughs> Seriously." <laughs> I have had four teeth out over the last year, and the last one I went about a week and a bit ago, or no, a couple of weeks ago, and I had an abscess. Ooh. And he oh. said, oh, I've got to take your tooth out. And you know when you go somewhere and you weren't prepared for it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm like sweating like a pig, just with the needles. Yeah. Forget the it's pulling out. Yeah. Because they put the needles in your soft part and all this lot, and I'm like... Yeah. holding on to the side of the chair, <laughs> and you've got a nice little lady here, and you've got the dentist over with this... I don't know what you call it, the implement. Yeah. yeah. And the lady's gone, would you like to hold my hand? And I've gone, yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Do it. And she's like, oh, well, you know, you've the, like gone blue. The big like, fearless <laughs> defender is in the well, dentist. Yeah, no, no, the, the, the fearless Ian Bolton. An hour I was there having this tooth out. You can imagine I was sweating like a pig. <sighs> I got cramp in my arms. <sighs> Horrendous, but you talking not... about that? Remember Tony Aitley? Yes. Yep. Birmingham centre forward. Yeah. Yeah. And his, then his son. Well, I played at Birmingham as an apprentice when he came to Bur- Birmingham as an older pro. Okay. Well, beginning of every season, you had flu injections. So I'm standing there in the line, Tony next to me. So he's gone right you, next to. So he's gone up there, gone like that, and he's gone. Fainted. <laughs> he's collapsed. He's built like a brick. Well, you know. <laughs> and he's gone down like a pack of cards oh that's fantastic <laughs> and i'm like are you sure but no dentist i'm not good with yeah I'm, when I I get, it's the noise for me i don't yeah. like the, the old no. drilling and, no. when i yeah, get it's the noise. when i get down there or up there i'm gonna have a word with the man yeah, so yeah. What's that all about? Say, I'm yeah. sorry, but you've got major problems with your design. <laughs> yeah, you've you balls the teeth, the mouth bit up. Correct. Bit, yeah. The teeth should be titanium. Yeah. Yeah. End yeah don't off. have to brush them, don't have to do anything with them. Exactly. Yeah. Polish them if you want. So, yeah. major, major Rick in human being design. <laughs> <laughs> so this ties in with the cakes, really. It ties in with you like yeah. the cakes, and later on in life, ah, you've got to go to the dentist, yes, you see. There you of course. Go. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Think? Right, up next, uh, Paul Baker on Twitter asks, did you ever lay a better pass than the one to Callie for our fifth against Sunderland in 1982? I remember. Yeah, there you are. Very simple I was, at, I, was right, I was at right back on the touchline, oh, sorry, on the sideline, and Callie's about 30, 40 yards ahead. I've hit this ball with the outside of my right foot 
and it's gone in and then it's dropped into right into his feet and he's played it across and is it Luther or Ross headed it in? Uh, oh, I think it, it was Ross, wasn't it? I yeah. think it was Ross. No, never in a million years have I played a better ball than that, honestly. Unbelievable. You, you're actually quite... Comp- there's, there's a lot of fans that do compliment you on your on your, your passing ability and I think as a, as a primarily a centre-back, <coughs> I know you play in midfield as well, but... I think you work. You're a good footballer. I think is 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 the point I'm trying to make. Okay. Little, little do you know, but when I joined Birmingham, I joined them as a left winger. Quick, tricky. No, I weren't. Mm. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I've joined them. I've got the sack because you get sacked or signed pro, and I've joined Notts County. So I've then gone there, and they've turned me into a centre forward, which I was decent. And I came on for me Debo at Notts County for when Tony Ailey came off injured. So I've gone on to replace him. Oh, up front, wow. right? Then I put then I put me disc out. And I couldn't get back in the team because they were a brilliant team anyway. And then in just one practice match, they were short of a centre-half. The coach said, Ian, go in at centre-half. So I've gone in at centre-half and I've played really, really well. And that's how it started. But bear in mind, I was a forward. So I had those attacking tendencies, if you want to call it that. Yeah. And I could strike a ball with both feet, which yeah. Barnsley, as a, as, a, as a compliment, said that he'd never met in his book anyone that uh, better at striking the ball with both feet than me. Wow. Which is a great compliment. Praise, I love that. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. And you know when we went out the other night, the fella yes. there, I can't think of his flipping name, Tom Wallace, mate. Is it Cliff? Cliff? The older Cliff fella? Yeah. Cliff yeah, 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 yeah. He said to me, he said, and I'm not doing the accent, but <laughs> he said, Ian, he said, I've got to ask you. He said, Tom's asked me to ask you, who was better at striking a ball, you or Tom? And I said, well, Tom was good. His left foot was sweet. I said, but mine was still better. But I was also better than him with the right foot. So I said I was better than him right and left foot. And we used to have competitions, me and Tom. Right. Blasting balls at each other for about two feet off the ground. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think also, I think the gaffer bought me for a specific reason to be able to start off attacks at the back and precision attacks. Mm. Yeah. And I think that turned into, as I say, without being... Arrogant. Uh, arrogant. In, uh, You're quite welcome to be arrogant. Yeah, but an important part of, of, of Watford at that time, you know, I'd get I'd get compared with Glen Oddle, although Glen Oddle was silky and I was just a kick and rush, you right. know, which was utter rubbish. Yeah. Absolute rubbish. I've seen um, Graham moaning about uh, being described as kick and rush on several interviews, oh, actually. I take it as a massive insult. Yeah. Seriously. There was a lot more to it than that, wasn't there? That's, that's uh, the there was a lot of time and effort spent in teaching players how to play. But if I now look back, which I can look back, I think 76 to 84, when we lost in the cup final, was it, mm. basically. Mm. Roscoe left, I left. And there was players that, if you want to call, talk about it as a car, it, it replaced this engine with that engine, this with that. And yeah. he could do it in the fourth and third divisions. Yeah. And everyone had listened to him. Mm. But the further up we got, He'd be buying players that came in that maybe didn't not listen to him as much. Yeah, understand the ethos and what. Yes, what um, it was about. And I think yeah. come come the end of '85, I think that was the end of our time of that period. Yeah. I... Yes, I don't mean to be disrespectful, no, but no, 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 looking no. looking back's easy in hindsight. I think I was lucky in being part of the. Is that Alcyon? Is it Alcyon time? The Halcyon I mean, days. Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah, expression. Yeah, it was just. I can't. I, I just just incredible times. Yeah. Mm. Well, Absolutely. you grew. You grew with it. You see, that's maybe why these other ones that came in later. I did. They, they didn't have all of that sort of history in that background. They sort of. I think to... the gaffer. I think the gaffer as he as he got older, he'd always had problems with star players, if you want to call it that, and players that maybe didn't listen to him. Mm. Whereas in the early days, everyone listened to him because we were like the dirty dozen, if you want to call it that. 
yeah. put put together. Yeah. You know, rub rub shackle, and I'm not being disrespectful to any of my teammates, but we play together. You know, live together. Duh, 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 duh. And we needed to listen to him, and everyone did listen to him. But the further he went up, when he went to Villa, and, and yeah. agents, he couldn't get, England he didn't like, and, yeah. didn't like agents whatsoever. Yeah. You know, and he'd be having players at Aston Villa, but they'd be living in Manchester. Yeah. And if he said, I want you in at 10 o'clock, and they rolled in at 11 o'clock, you know, he's saying, well, I told you to be here at 10. You're late. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I, I left Gaffer, and there was traffic. I don't care. Leave at six. Yeah. Whereas in Wat- at Watford, you had to live in the in Hertfordshire. Yeah, yeah. So, so you put your money you earned back into the local economy. Well, that's what's wrong with that? Brilliant. It's brilliant, brilliant isn't, though, it? isn't it? I, I don't yeah, see any issue with that at all. I think that's fantastic. You know, I mean, we used to, every Christmas, just a couple of stories, every Christmas, we used to go to Watford General Hospital and take presents in for the kiddies. Now, I never in my life had I heard of anything like that ever. And it was so humbling. It was just so, so humbling to go in and, and see these kiddies' faces. Another one, the gaffer was... The gaffer was invited to go round a house and a little kid he had died and he was a major Watford supporter. Anyway, he was invited round the house. He went in the house and he went into his bedroom and he opened the door and he said, I was just blown away by the Watford memorabilia. It was just like you'd gone into a cavern of all Watford and he said it just broke, absolutely broke my heart. And you don't know what these children or these fans, what you mean to them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and and I, I've, I've seen many, many players... I'm not going to name names, but I've played many, many players or seen many, many players be at a football match and sitting in the stand, let's say, watching the reserves play, first team player. And a dad and his kid is there and his dad's gone, oh, they're so-and-so. Oh, just nip over with your book and see if you get him to sign your autograph. So he's gone over and he said, excuse me, would you mind um, signing my autograph? And he's gone, oh, Leave me alone. Seriously? No. This kiddie, wow. you've just ruined yeah. a kiddie's life. And, and how long uh, does it take to do that, by the way? It's nothing. Ten seconds it's like, or something? It's You know what I mean? It's yeah. like the gaffer at Watford, we used to have fans open days where we'd be yeah. standing around the ground. I remember going autographs. to them. I used to go to them. They were fantastic. Yeah. They were brilliant. You know yeah, what I mean? we, we yeah, had the, he, and he and he brought them back the second time round as he well did, when he came yeah. back. He I mean, it back. was rammed out. Yeah, you and know what was, I mean. And, and whenever and we could do something, and I'm not trying to make me make ourselves out to be no, but you know, the deal. No, yeah, he listen, taught that humility. Yeah, well, you might be a footballer, but you're no different at the end of the day when you're stripped naked up against the wall. Quite, and you are what you are. Yeah, and I, I actually was one of those kids that was lucky enough to be at those open days yeah. during the tail end of the first period under Graham Taylor. Everyone was accessible. There wasn't any player you couldn't go up to and get a, a photo or an autograph from. And as a child, you think, you know, oh my God, there's you know Wilf Rostron or there's you know yeah. Steve Terry or whoever it was, and it was just like yeah. I've now met them. I've now got their autograph. It yeah. was just, I mean, you know, now. Now it's they get off the coach, headphones it, on, headphones on. Yeah, not interested. Got, don't want to know. Then they come out, earphones on. Yeah, I totally That's agree. It. Yeah, yeah. There's you there's a few I mean? exceptions. I think one matter at Man United is one that will actually. Yeah, I'm to- I'm talking generally, but, but, yeah, generally but, but the fact yeah. is, I can point out one that does that doesn't do that. The rest of them are just so self-absorbed and in their own little bubble, and, and it's horrible. I don't think there's that accessibility anymore. I, don't, I really don't think there is. The open days now are kind of stage managed events where they're sort of walking down catwalks, and there's two tables you can choose from. You can go to that table or that table, and yeah. you know you've got five seconds with a player, and then you're moved on. It's not the same. Yeah. It's really not no, the same. No, the, the morals, etc., that GT used to pour out upon you were unbelievable. Yeah. And I may I maybe maybe only understand quite a few of them now, 
Mm. And this is one of the sad things for me. I'm a, I'm only higher, I'm only appreciating my football career now, which is sad. It went so quickly for me. I don't know. Um, it just went so quick and I didn't ever think that it would come to an end. Luckily enough, I did things after football that, you know, I did well with, thank God. You know, I was lucky. I met, I had three mentors in my life. One of them was my dad who pushed me. He, he was just a, a hosiery stitcher, women's knickers, would you believe? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something then, but I'm not going to say it. Um, he used to come home with cut fingers and fingers hanging off. So he was my first mentor. Graham Taylor was my second. Uh, and then when I finished football, a guy called Andrew Cannon, who lived in Watford, was my third in business and in normal life. Cut a long story short, I had loads of jobs. I hadn't got a clue what I wanted to do. Anyway, it turns out that I was into sales. So there was this job I'd advertised in Watford for a UK sales manager for selling industrial doors. Right. So I thought, ooh, might be a bit too big for me here. So I thought, nah, let's go for it. So I went for it, got the appointment. I've walked in, the guy's sitting there, and he's gone, sit down. He said, um, you might not know me, but I know you. And the next two hours, he just talks about Watford and me. Watford. You're my hero. And then at the end You've of it... You've already went, got the job. <laughs> oh, he went, um, do you want it or what? Do you want the job? And I'm going, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I got from 9,000 up to 16,000 quid. You know, plus a company car. I stayed with him for 10 years and he totally showed me and taught me sales. And it, it, and, it, and it worked because I had 30 odd years at it. So fantastic! I was really, really lucky, that's you know, brilliant. and I think it paid off. I so, think that's, yeah. that's good as well, because I think a lot of people leave football, don't know what to do, haven't really got much of a clue what to do. I think they kind of get a bit lost. So yeah. to find someone that's going to take you on and, you know, obviously think, be yeah. a fan. And, it's different oh. back then as well, wasn't it? You, you didn't have the protection that I think no. some of the, the, the young men, and they need it. They need it now because so, well, so much is... You know, I, I was so, so lucky yeah. uh, in meeting the people that I did um, and the life that I had. I think if I hadn't met Tina, you know, my second wife, I think I'd have no disrespect to my first, although it sounds like it. I think I'd have ended up back up north. God knows doing, I don't know, doing what? I'd probably be dead by now. I don't know. Well, that's, that's, you know. Seriously, I just do not know. Yeah. Well, uh, thank God. I, and it's nice. But and, that is nice. I, I know that is a, is a sad thing, but it's, that's, that's nice to hear. Well, you know, it's nice, nice also to, to be able to stay in, in, in Watford, yes. where yeah, hopefully. Yeah. More people like me than not. I'm sure they um, do, Ian. You, know, I, you I, sort I, of love. You I, sort of I, love I, at the red I line. I can testify. When you, were there. you, yeah. you are very much not just liked, loved. Yeah. Okay. I doubt uh, whether people. I don't know whether people in Brentford would probably say the same. <laughs> <laughs> you don't live in Brentford. You're no. all right. Yeah. They yeah. probably got me on a dartboard. Like <laughs> 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 it's a Bolton. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's absolutely. We've got more questions. Question. Yeah. Now there's more questions. I believe. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Paul. Paul Goldsmith, uh, again on Twitter, asks, at what point after it left your foot did you think that Rotherham goal was in? Half a second. (laughs) 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 It was was a horrible day. It was peeing down the rain. We were awful. That was the only way we were going to score at that point. (laughs) I can remember running back and... um, Emily News was their manager, Rotherham, okay? Oh, right. And I can remember the ball going over my head back into our half, and I thought, oh, I'm bleeding now. So I ran round, got the ball, looked up, could see nothing <laughs> except Ross Jenkins. And I thought, I'll just stick this on Ross's head or go for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, anyway, I turned around, caught it. The wind came up. The keeper came out, went over his head and in the back of the net. Fantastic. Net. I, a I, got interviewed, I got interviewed by Derek Dugan after the... Oh, sorry. Barnsley turned up near the end and scored the winner. And I, I'll never forget when I, when I scored that goal. You look at the photo or the pictures, in the corner, there's a Watford support, a little kid... <laughs> 
giving it giving it big time. So when you have a look at that again, anyway, <laughs> after the game, Derek Dugan's interviewed me, and he said, "Oh, what what, what you got to say about the goal?" I said, "Well, I got the ball. I said, I, I look, I put my head up, had a good look, saw the keeper off the line, and I thought I'll try and chip him." <laughs> so yeah. I, wow. <laughs> I went, no, no, what no, a no. player. I went, no, no, don't be stupid. Anyway, I got thirty quid for the interview afterwards. Oh, fantastic. Nice. What a day. <laughs> Brilliant. So, so forget Beckham. I mean, I was light years ahead of him. There you go, mate. Yeah, yeah. The pioneer. The pioneer oh, of the long range shot. I've got a, a question here. It comes, do you know what? I, I'm led to blow. I could have this wrong. It comes from actually a, quite a young fan. Um, and, and I like it purely based on the fact that he's asking about the past, which you speak to fans of certain age. Watford um, opened it to stories in 2010. So, mm-hmm. uh, and he, it, it comes, it, the guy's called uh, Daryl, and he's he's asking, "What was it like playing for Watford at your time there?" Now I know you've you've kind of already said a lot about it, yeah, but I think yeah. it's just to sort of sum up what what those times were like, and they were probably the best times in the club's history. Let's let's not let's not beat around the bush. Yeah, yeah. But for a younger yeah. fan now who's not seen yeah. those days, who's not seen that? Yeah, it's like I think I think once again hindsight didn't realise at the time, mm. took a lot of it for granted, if I'm honest. But in hindsight. It was the best years of my footballing life. That's I miss I miss it so much from a, a crack point of view. You know, the yeah. talking you're talking kids sixteen, seventeen up to like early thirties, mm. bantering and, you know, taking the mick out of each other and yeah. just being it was just fantastic. You know, being being there for one another. When you're playing, if someone was getting beaten up, for the want of a better word, you try and look after them yourself by doing what you could, yeah. um, you know, to look after them. Once again, in hindsight, Graham came to the club. One of his best decisions, in my opinion, was taking on Bertie Mee. Yes. And Eddie Plumley. Bertie Mee, seen it all, done it all. Yeah. Young manager, Graham, bit of advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie Plumley from off the field organisation. Elton giving carte blanche to the gaffer. Do what you want. Which spend is, what you want. Yeah, I mean, that's unheard of now, isn't it, really? You know, it's... oh, trust you totally. And it was just... It was a time that I will never, ever, ever forget. And I'm so proud of what I achieved, we achieved. Mm. And as I go back to what I said to you before, not just we, the players, but the supporters and the town and everything we did. You know, we put, I think we elevated Watford from wherever it was, you know, to maybe a higher place. Well, Um, it is to where it is now. I think, yeah, I know we've slipped back maybe a couple of divisions, you know, every now and then, but we've been in and around the top flight really ever since we've yeah. been in the top flight, more or less. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've certainly never slipped back to fourth division status, so that no. was the foundations that everything that today has been built on, really. Yeah. Um, and, and as a fan, I thank you, and I thank Graham, and I thank Elton, yeah. and everybody else that was involved in that, because I've got a lovely club just at the end of my road, more or less, where I can go and watch yeah. the best players in the world play. It's, it's just brilliant, yeah. you know. So, no, I've just yeah. I've just got great memories, which I think I'm fortunate at being able to access those memories in my mind, which a lot of people don't have. And I was young, fit and healthy. Not so much now. <laughs> um, Especially your teeth. Yeah. Oh, don't. Don't even go. I've got a great top teeth now. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> but um, no, when I look back now, I think, oh, when I look at myself and I look at myself then those days, seriously, I thought like, you know, Magnum PI. <laughs> ah, with that moustache, yeah. That's a good bit of face fungus, that is. I got classed as Magnum PI. I mean, I had, you know, the, the Tasmanian devil haircut, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. end of every season on the Saturday night, I'd get me gear and I'd be on the, I'd get me silver tints put in and I'd be on the plane next day for six weeks in America. And now I don't need to put the silver, <laughs> silver no, tints No, in. no, no. No, no. I've got more the... airs coming out of my ears than I have on I could put you in touch with a good uh, male grooming company. We'll talk after. We'll talk after. I've got, there's a Turkish one in Abbott's Langley. I love oh, it. Oh, is this, this is the fire job, is it? Up oh, the, the fire on the ears. Oh, 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 they set fire to you. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. No, thanks. Totally, love it. You get <laughs> a massage and everything there as well. Oh, you get a lot of shave. Oh. Yeah, it's nice. Oh, unbelievable, love them. They do, they do nice. it properly. That so they should good. give me a free one now, now for that advertising. <laughs> there you so. go, yeah. yeah exactly, yeah. <laughs> Right, so uh, next question comes from a, a good friend of the, the podcast um, based for Uorns TV, just to put it out there. Um, he's actually, yep. We've got a couple of questions um, coming in from them, but they, they, are, um, they are some good ones. So, yep. again, you've touched on this, but I think it, it, it is a good question. Uh, what, Firstly, what a great player you were. How frustra- frustrating was it not to have your passing range recognised by the wider sports media outside of Watford and to be labelled with that very lazy journalistic tag of long ball? You have touched on it, but... Yeah, you know. um, I think from a personal point of view, uh, it was annoying because I, I and a lot of people saw it as a quality and a great quality and maybe in particular the Watford supporters and if you looked at us in the way that we played I was probably an integral part of the way we played and it was born around long accurate passes albeit up to Ross or Luther or anywhere basically that there was a reason behind hitting that ball so yes it 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 was frustrating when I played against people like Glenn Oddle and he hated playing against us Mm. because the ball he was in the middle and the ball was forever going one way to the other I think he got a crick in his neck (laughs) because he never well he never used to get a touch Kenny Jacket and Les Taylor used to be as soon as he got the ball they'd be jumping on him you know no they would seriously like hyenas so he couldn't get a kick I know he got the chip at Watford that day which was out of this world but but you allow people to play that can play and they will destroy you yeah. our game was not to allow people to play uh, against us in that way you know we had to get tight and we used to have to be fitter than them and as far as I knew not a lot of people could stop me hitting the ball or balls that I hit that I hit yeah. you know and it yeah. transferred it, 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 it transferred defense into attack in one foul swoop. Yeah. 90 yeah. yards down the field. Yeah. End of. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just the ultimate counter-attack really, isn't well, it? Well, Taylor's view was if, if if you're in their box, they can't be in your box. That's it. This is You know, it, and, yeah. and at the end of the day, to score a goal, you've got to have a shot on target. Absolutely Simple, right. It's not a difficult game. It's really not a difficult game. No. I think it gets overcomplicated sometimes. Overcomplicated. It gets, on, it? It gets overcomplicated by people to justify their positions, maybe, within football. Mm. Mm. There's lots of jargon, in my opinion, that's going around, and it's not necessary. It's really not. No, fair point. No, I think you're right. Right, next one is, how did you find the experiences in Bulgaria and Czechoslovakia in the early 80s? Very aggressive. Is that from a fan base, or...? 
from a fan base. I can yeah. remember, I forget which one it was now. It's where Cali, um, it was where Cali scored a long range shot. We beat them, we beat them. I forget who it was now that we beat, but it was concrete, big concrete stadium, steps, no seats, but steps where they sat on. Right. And there was a massive fire in the corner of the ground. <laughs> Like a bonfire as we walked out onto the pitch. <laughs> so different. they were very aggressive towards us, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, um, yeah. And yet, that was one of the games that we absolutely loved because we beat them. Cali scored a cracker. Me and Will Frostrom played in midfield and they started to try and kick chunks out of us, mm. which was a mistake. Yeah. Um, it turns out me and Ross in midfield, the referee was brilliant. Me and Wolfie was just chopping people in half. <laughs> <laughs> and get seriously and getting away with it. The, the ref weren't giving us a, a booking or anything. Right. We got a work. We got away with absolute murder. Quite a physical match then. You're saying. Oh, honestly, <laughs> it was phenomenal. So yeah, it, I loved the, the you know the trips, the supporters once again, and I loved the experience. But quite, um, I can't think of the right word. I can't think of another word than cold. Um, but anyway, unwelcoming yeah. maybe unwelcoming or uh, possibly yeah. But they're what you know. They're, they're, they're football supporters at the end of the day, so yeah, they're welcome exactly. to their they're yeah. welcome to their uh, opinions and rants yeah. or whatever. So of course. that's it. How good would Martin Patchin have become had he not suffered with injuries? I was only talking about this the other day um, to somebody. I'll never forget. I can see it now. It was a hot, sunny day. We're in the right hand. If you're looking in the main stand as it was in them days, the old stand, down to the left, we were coming up the right wing and Patch was in front of me and the ball broke between him and another player. And Patch went to go and his foot got stuck in the grass and his knee ligaments just snapped. Honestly, I was next to him. It was like a shotgun. You heard it. Oh, it was like it was like a shotgun. Honestly, it was oh, major stomach turn. At the time, he was superb. He was just such a an athlete, a thoroughbred, just a really, really good player with the potential to be brilliant. And I I spent a lot of time with him over the next year because I had me back. Um, I had um, operation on my back, so we spent a lot of time in re- rehabilitation. And I can remember his comeback at Wimbledon. I think it was away Wimbledon reserves, and I played with him, and he did the same again. Oh. And I couldn't believe it, honestly. It terrible luck, isn't it? Um, and that killed him. That that oh, it was such a waste of talent mm. that we just never saw the best of him. We, I mean, I, I was really good mates with Patch, and, and well, we all were, and loved him. I've been in touch with him a little bit in the you know over the years, but I think he was a journalist for a, a paper in Wolverhampton or Birmingham area. But lost touch with him, which is a shame. But then saying that. You know, you can lose touch with lots and lots of players, you know. Yes, and yeah. We had we had a, a do down at the club in, I think it was, um, I forget when it was, a few years back. It was, 19, I think it was celebrating 1983. Okay. We put, we put a do on and the tickets got sold out in seconds. The gaffer was there, everything. And the feeling of the players and the fans was just, I, I, can't, I can't explain it. I cannot explain how good. It all made you feel. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Was it like, and also, no, was it like no time had passed? Was it like just going back? And... Yeah. You know, I met Boothy. I met Sam. We were all there. And within seconds, it's like you've never not, you've not seen, you know, you've never been apart. You've been laughing, joking, taking the pee. You know what I mean? And in the right way. And it was incredible. Although we never, you know, not seen them for, for, for ages, for years. Yeah. And it's just, you're with them in seconds. It's like yeah. just incredible. And the same with that, the gaffer's funeral. Yeah. Down at the ground, you know, there's a lot of yeah, players yeah. there. Yeah, that you know, it, it was just fantastic, honestly, amazing. And that's why this this uh, former players app is 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 magic, you know, with get, what, getting on the comments. WhatsApp and stuff as, as well. Yeah, it, touch, it's fabulous. And like you say, there's lots of stuff on there that yes. you know, Jerry Armstrong appear, appears quite a lot. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. I love let's it. Let's just leave that at that. Let's, but, yeah, leave so, that at the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, it's fantastic because although you're talking to them, it's not like seeing them, but you can see them them in your mind's eye. So that's brilliant. And great awesome. question from Peter. Awesome. Yeah, for yeah. Uh, right. Yours TV. Yeah, fantastic. The last question uh, comes from David Lavender again. Real good friend of the, uh, of the of the podcast. What does Ian remember about the seven-one win over Southampton? How did Graham Taylor get you the team motivated, knowing we were four 0 down from the first leg? So good, good question. Um, yeah, I mean, we we played away at Southampton and got thumped four 0 Bear in mind the team that they had, you know, with your Keegan's and your, Shan- your Shannon's and uh, those types of players, and and Holmes scored that goal from the halfway line, which was. Yep ridiculous so there yeah, we're four nil down so you come to the second leg and the gaffer's philosophy was well come on let's just go out there and win he didn't say you've got no chance but you know probably deep down in your heart you're thinking let's go out and enjoy it and let's go out and win if we can against these types of players um so the day came and we played and we kicked off i think it was just one of them days that you very rarely get if at all in your life everything we touched turned to gold and everything we touched just came off i've never in my life seen and bear in mind I think it was the one substitute again when their substitute board went up I've never seen so many players queuing to get off (laughs) no I'm serious pick me pick me I've had enough I've had enough get me off I'm serious you know it's like taking a lottery or have a you know a raffle honestly they couldn't get off quick enough right (laughs) and it was as I said it was one of them days where and I can remember as it was, we, we came off and we'd beaten them. In, in that, them days, more, when they opened the gates, more supporters were going out. But that night, more supporters were coming in to the ground with 10 minutes to go than were going out because they, they'd heard the score and all that sort of thing. To be fair to McManamy, he was brilliant afterwards. I mean, we went up to the Hilton after the game and stayed there till about four o'clock in the morning, um, having a drink and having food and stuff, which was phenomenal. So, yeah, it was just, you know, it was just one of those, one of those days... Uh, and I can remember the TV read it out first and said, well, hang on a minute, let me just check this. And he went, oh, <laughs> yes, I can confirm Watford, yeah. you know, beat Southampton 7-1. Yeah. And it was just a bit like the Sunderland game. I can remember playing yeah. Sunderland. We, we, we hammered them, but we should have been 2-0 down in 10 minutes. Yeah. Mm. But, and their keeper, to be fair, was the best player on the pitch. <laughs> and yet they got stuffed. Yeah, 8-0, yeah. But we were capable of that because going back to the way I explained it, the way we played, yeah. it might be hard to, to understand, but we were just powered, we just ran over everybody. Pressure, pressure, pressure. No, we just absolutely ran over them yeah. completely. So, Direct you know, football, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, amazing, amazing. I'd like to see more of that now, Brilliant. to be honest. I think... Great, oh, great. I, I, I would. Uh, well, it, I was just going to say... Um, and I, I, I know David quite well, and uh, he he's put it on here. So I don't know if you wanted me to say it, but I will say it because I, I know uh, what he thinks of you. But he's, he's basically put um, Ian was my all-time favourite player to wear the yellow of Watford. So you know that 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 shows you. Um, and David's been going a long time and suffered yeah. quite a lot for it. Yes, <laughs> but yes. yeah. yeah. Um, He's, he's, he basically asked me to say if there's any chance you could get down the training ground and show the current squad how to take a free kick. <laughs> Take a corner and get past the yeah. first man. Yeah, That'd just be nice. beat the first post. That'd be yeah. good. Yeah, I'd like I to mean, see that, that. That, that, to be fair, is a fantastic compliment. Thank you very much. That's what you hope and pray for as opposed to, you know, negative comments. I wouldn't say that, you know, I was the greatest centre-half that, that Watford ever had, you know. But, I mean, like John McClellan came in after me 
Yeah. John McClellan, and this is me, I would say was a better defender than me. However, I think I was a better all-round player with regards to attacking-wise yeah. because of my centre-forward, left-wing, blah, 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 Yeah. background. Yeah. But John yeah. was phenomenal speed, phenomenal defender. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I, I played over 300 games and I think I scored 36, 35, 36 goals. Not a bad return, that, is it? Which, for a centre-half, albeit, you know, I took most all the penalties at that time and yeah. three yeah. kicks. But that, you know, the three kicks, when we came up with the uh, the wall blast, you know, yeah. the wall standing in our wall, standing in front, you know, where I used to take the three kicks and that we'd split. Do you remember, remember the three uh, kicks? Yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I first took it at Swansea, all the crowd were laughing. And then I ran up and they split and I hit, I hit the ball and it went in the back of the net and it was like the biggest, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> That's a new one, yeah. yeah. But, but no one's ever thought about that, the way of taking a free kick like that. That was the gaffer's, you know, inventions again. But was he? Did he encourage you to come up with things like that? Then did he say? Oh, I mean, he encouraged you to come up with loads of things. It's like you know, leaving two people up, up top when there's a corner. Yeah. What, what are they? What are they going to do? Yeah. What are they going to do? Are they going to put three there? Yeah. No, or are they? Or are they not going to bother with you? That's it good. just it, it make it try and make people think, yeah. which would then make the opposition think. You know, it was just fantastic. Well, it fantastic paid off, point. didn't it? I mean, well, it, it paid well, off. Well, look, to that's... be fair. It did pay off, yeah. It did. It paid off in spades. And I'm so, so proud of what we achieved. And and I think... I think it's worth saying it. I think, look, you know, you don't underestimate those, those, and I know you don't, but it it could be quite easy for for fans that didn't experience that to look back on it. But my God, what what an achievement that was! And I and I think, look, you know, as a, as a fan now, what happened back then is is something so special. And and the, the people that got to see that, and the players that are in that, you know, I could only dream of being part of that, you know, fully. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, age permitting, I, I you know I wasn't, um, and, yeah. and to to go and see Watford play in Europe's a dream of mine, you know, and and you've lived that, and you you took fans, yeah. so it's it's it's, it's amazing, and, uh, and honestly, I, I and I do mean this, you know, I thank you for 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 what you've done, and I, and I hope I hope the club <sighs> that I, I hope the club now, you know, here and now sorts its bloody acts out. And yeah. you know, get gets on board with that, and and those foundations that were built back then are, are, are just as important today yeah. as as they were back then. You see, you see, I think I think that that things like um, club ambassadors. Mm. You know, when I look at people like Luther, um, yeah. I look at people like Barnsley. For me, they should be club ambassadors that are encouraging people to come back to to Watford to the game. Yeah, uh, they're going out to the public um, and opening this and opening that. Yeah, um, so. it's showing that you're thinking about the supporters. Mm. You're not just and the asking community, them to, yeah. Yeah. And, and asking them to pay the money and stand there and watch whatever. Mm. You know, they're giving something else back. Yeah. You know, yeah. through a, go back to my brother-in-law Bob Booker. He uh, he does one of the entertainment lounges down at Brighton, and there's four of them down there, and there's four ex-players each running a lounge, wow. and they are basically club ambassadors for Brighton. You know what I'm saying? And the yeah, fans yeah. absolutely love it. Yeah. Absolutely. They'll bring an, an ex-player from, you know, years gone by, whether it's my time or Tommy Mooney's time or, you know, whenever. Yeah. Mm. 
and fans love to see that. They love talking to old to older players, you know, because yeah, it brings them back a little bit of joy. So yeah, yeah, I totally agree. You know, that needs oh, addressing. I... That definitely needs addressing. I think perhaps some of the club ambassadors that have been picked perhaps yeah. have not really done very much for the club. <laughs> if I was to be ultra critical, yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not so I sure. I won't name they, names, they but being, they, there's, there's they a were few. being utilised in in the right manner. No. Or for the right reasons, no. reasons, you know. But we've we've had some fantastic players. Forget not forget our time, but forget our time. We've had some real good characters, like I mentioned, Tommy Mooney. Yeah. You know, people like that that you know have done the club proud and did done a good job for them on yeah. the way through. Absolutely, um, and for me, should be recognised more yeah. than what than what they have been or are being done. Yes, yeah, yeah. But like I said, I'm not going to name names, but there are club ambassadors that have been picked that I think. I could put I could put a hundred players in front of that one before I would have picked him. So yeah, I well, think there's a bit of a bit of short memory, maybe selective memory on some yeah, of the, some of the yeah. things that older it's players because right, we're here, we'll keep reminding them. I see. Yeah, exactly. That's so I, did, I didn't do bad anyway for a guy that smoked forty fags a day. When Good he was God, football. I wouldn't recommend that. You've done. No, you've done all right, my friend. I'm telling you, imagine what I could have been if yeah. I hadn't smoked. Well, there you yeah. go. Yeah, you've been a, you've been I, playing I for smoke. England. I don't smoke now. I haven't smoked for three years. But imagine what. Seriously, I could have uh, achieved. You never know. <laughs> you never know. It's Listen, I think you did magnificently as you did. To be honest, Ian. I think you've. I think you've um, proved yourself to be, without doubt, one of Watford's leading well, lights. And uh, thank you, yeah, thank, thank you. you for that. Yeah, brilliant. Honestly, a, a, a shining example of what. Uh, of, of what you know the the past is at Watford Football Club and a, a, a real nice guy and I got to talk to you, yourself and your and your wife at the the England game. Yeah, um, thoroughly thoroughly top man. Honestly, love to buy you a beer and and just talk Watford and football uh, at, at some point. Be really be really good. No, that that would be honestly. It's, it's been a pleasure and it's always a pleasure to uh, to reminisce. That brings back great memories. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for, for doing that. Brilliant. Yes. We're, we're not going to take any more of your time up. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to yeah, you. It really is. I mean, honour. Honestly, mate, so, an honour. Some yeah, interviews we've done are like pulling teeth. And I don't <laughs> wish to uh, revisit your dentist story there. No, don't, um, please. But but this has been a breeze. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. And um, yeah, it's been great. I really, really I've loved any, every minute of it. If you need anything in the future, give me a shout. Uh, legend. You Thanks, are mate. fantastic. All Ian, right. Ian Bolton, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. God bless. Cheers. Stop, Manny, and God bless you. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Bye. Cheers, mate. Bye. Get 20% off and free delivery with the code YOURIS20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free delivery at manscaped.com. And use the code YOURIS20. Your balls will thank you. Network. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.